guys. Welcome to episode 15 of the On The Rise podcast. I'm Alicia and I'm here today with my co-host Molly. Today's topic of discussion is going to be life is too short to not do what you want. So it seems like currently there's this theme in society where a lot of people are doing things they're unhappy with, or at least it seems like it to me. And today we're going to talk a little bit about how you can get out of that cycle and start to do the things that you want in life. So Molly, what do you think? What would you say to someone who absolutely hates what they're doing right now? Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, of course, uh, I mean, it's hard for people to, 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 to change up their life on, on, a, on a dime, right? So, so to switch mm-hmm. in it then. But uh, I would, yeah, I would definitely uh, I'd recommend them to, to look for opportunities to find out what they're good at, what their passion is. And uh, move in that direction, at least. Yeah. And so would you, like, for someone who doesn't like their job or something like that, what would you say to them? I, I know some people, like, even on Medium, they're saying, you know, quit your job if you hate it and just start doing something you like. But sometimes it may not be that easy. So yeah, what would you say? I, I wouldn't recommend that either. Like, switch, um, quitting your day job and then uh, um, going all in on, on, on your passion I mean, it, it sounds sounds like a nice dream, but it's very hard to put into practice. What I would recommend is, first of all, um, your day job lasts eight hours or ten hours. I mean, that's plenty of time to do something on the side. Start doing that. Um, maybe try working part part time. Um, you can do a lot on the side already too. So um, I'm, I'm I wouldn't go. I wouldn't recommend doing something as drastic as as quitting your day job um, completely. Yeah. And we had an article a couple of weeks ago that Jesse Karima wrote about the fact that he had quit his day job. Initially, he thought that was the right thing to do, but then he wound up going back to it after his trip to where he go to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have, yeah, go ahead. And then he decided that maybe it wasn't the right thing to do to quit it because the time that he was saving, he didn't really utilize it in working towards his dream. So I think it's important to take that into consideration as well, right? Yeah, sometimes you can have too much time, right? I mean, it doesn't I mean if you're working full time, you feel like you'll never have time enough. But then mm-hmm. if you quit your 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 full time job and you have all that time in the day left to, for instance, write, I mean, that's a lot of time. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't imagine writing like a, a full day or something like that. So I mean I get I get why he why he had to go back to his full time job. Yeah. And I don't think I would want to write 40 hours a week either. Um, Yeah. And also, guys, we're going to be talking about two posts on the publication today. The first one is I'm Going to Go For It by Christine Bradstreet. And the second one is Could You Command a Parking Lot Full of People If You Needed To by Tom Blair. So, I mean, in Christine's case, she's found some ways to kind of pursue her passion. She wants to do dancing now. Um, she's realized that life is too short because when she was 30, her mom had passed away. And then nine years later, her sister had passed away as well. So those incidents in her life, those traumas made her realize that she has to take advantage of the time that we have because it's short. So it looks like she's trying to be or live more authentically by doing things like pursuing dance. And I know that she also said that she's learning German right now. One of the comments she put on my post. So what did you think about her post? Yeah, I love it. I, I can really relate to to um, to what you wrote because I had the same feeling in uh, 2010 mm-hmm. when uh, one of my best friends uh, died in a motorcycle accident. 
and uh, I sat in the funeral and I really felt like, oh my God, life is too short. And uh, I really had the feeling like I'm, I was wasting my life and I was not doing uh, everything I could. And that was the moment when I started realizing like um, my life up to, the, up to that point wasn't really working out. And mm -hmm. uh, what I did was uh, going back to college. What in the end turned out not to be the greatest decision, but at least I was doing something, right? I was moving in the right direction. So I yeah, it caused you to take action. Yeah. Yeah, it snapped me out of my funk, right? Because that's mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like people are sometimes just uh, in some kind of routine. Maybe not, they're not completely happy, but they're like, "What else am I going to do?" And uh, things like that, events like that, when someone you love dies, really puts uh, punctured that bubble. Let's say. Yeah. So is there anything in your life that you've held back on doing and then you've later done it because you realize that, you know, life is too short and I have to go after this? Like, what's that thing for you? Yeah, it's sometimes uh, the simple things, like right? Because like, for instance, um, I always say like, tell your parents you love them or tell your, <laughs> your, your sister you love them. Those, those things, right? I mean, most of the time you ignore that or you don't say that, but then I mean, there are a lot of people I know who say, like, I wish I could tell my parents I love them again, all right? Yeah. They never had the chance to do that. So it's a, it's a little thing sometimes. Just, you know, be there in the moment with them or give them, show them that you appreciate your friends or your family, stuff like that. I used to not do that. And now I, I try to, well, I try to let my loved ones know that I love them. Yeah, that's good. And I think a lot of it is just having less pride. Like, I don't think there's... No, there's not enough time there's there's too little time to be arguing and holding like resent against people so i try not to hold anger i try to work things out the same day and not hold it because the time is too short you never know who's going to be here tomorrow or whatnot so it's best to just resolve your issues and then make the most of your time with the people yeah i mean uh, i have a friend uh, my best friend that i have lost contact with mm -hmm. i mean i feel like the same thing applies here Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I should probably practice what I preach and try to get back in contact because, of course, like if you if you really start to uh, reason what what really went wrong or something like that, it's too small to to really argue about yeah. it. Like, and yeah, uh, it's, it's it's hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Most issues are like minuscule in comparison to the grand scheme of things. Like, is this argument really worth not talking to somebody for a year or a few months or whatever? Right. Yeah, I mean, like, even if it, if it's your best friend, even like mm -hmm. not talk to him for three days is a is a, is a waste of time and a waste of, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's right, that, right, and it's like faith, right? That comes into the way, and in, in yeah, basically. Yeah. So, like, what are some of the reasons that you've given yourself from doing things that you've wanted to do in life? Like, what are some of the excuses that you've you've given yourself before for not pursuing your passion or your dreams? Yeah, I think the, the tra traditional excuses that all people have, like, um, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, um, people are not going to like that, um, not popular, what are, you know, I mean, those, the, the typical self-limiting beliefs, right? I mean, yeah, always like that. And like things like time and money, like how did you overcome those? Well, for, well time and money, I mean, like, Money is, for instance, a big one. Always people are talking like, I don't have the money. But for instance, suppose your dream is to, to live for six months in, um, let's say, Australia. 
mean, mm-hmm. if you really start start calculating and doing the math, you realize that it's almost cheaper to stay there for six months than stay at home, right? And yeah. all of those things are like that. So, for instance, there, there's a guy I know who's like, yeah, like I, I want to own a Porsche. And then you mm-hmm. start realize or, or calculating and, and asking why he wants that. And then you realize, yeah, but he just wants to drive with it for once in a while. Yeah, you know what I mean? You don't have to own that Porsche. So it's with a lot of things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think the case, like, sorry, in like a lot of cases, what's wedge, like, what's standing between us and our dreams is not as big as we think it is. And you know? I think, like, you made a good point with the Australia thing. When I had wanted to go to Costa Rica last year, everyone was saying, Oh, how are you going to afford that? That's so expensive. How are you going to make a living there? You, like, with your job. But I already had a remote job, and it ended up being less expensive there than it would have been to rent an apartment in the States because it's like 1200 a month for a townhome here and it was 535 a month in Costa Rica. So it ended up working out really well. And I want to like pursue that in the future just because it's a saving a savings and I like it better there. Yeah. See, that's exactly the thing. I was talking about a, a friend of mine and uh, you know, probably by now that I live on, on the seaside and my mm-hmm. friend lives like a hundred kilometers down in, inland. And she was always complaining about, yeah, I want to live at the seaside, but it's so expensive up here. And uh, I was walking with her through the through the nice neighborhoods, and I I just st- stopped at a house, a random villa, and I said, you know what, this house is empty, and the people here need some concierge, so that someone who lives there and take care of take care of the take care takes care of the property, yeah. and then you can live there for free. And she was like, oh my god, I should totally do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> So she yeah. thought it was very it was uh, expensive to live there that she could never do that. But then I showed her really I, I really showed her a practical thing she could do, and then that changed her thinking in a in a, in a way. So that's awesome. Yeah, there's always a way because even my sister, like she went down to Puerto Rico, and initially she was thinking I'm not going to be able to travel the world because it's so expensive. But then she ended up staying in a hostel for like three or four months, and they even paid her to do a little bit of work here and there. So she stayed there for free, and then they paid her. So basically, her travel was it didn't cost anything really except for the plane tickets. So it's yeah. amazing, like what we can work out if we just try to go after a solution and and not have a limiting belief a limiting belief about it it's pretty cool it can happen yeah Yeah. if you start if you i mean i I start thinking about about a lot of things like that now and if you start (laughs) that becomes a habit you realize that like money can never be an excuse because there always always is a solution to get what you want yeah time is the same thing too right time really time can never be an excuse too because there's always time you're wasting so much time on, on, on things that don't matter so Time and money can never be an excuse, in my opinion. Yeah, that's one of the things I found. I know you're very, like, much, you have a schedule and everything. And I always realize, like, it's better to have a schedule. Because once you have a schedule, you realize how much time there actually is. Because I spent, like, even this morning, I mean, I was a bit tired this morning. But I spent, like, a couple hours, and I really didn't get anything done. But I could have accomplished quite a lot. I could have finished my post for the day. I could have done some work with marketing the podcast or whatnot. But, you know, I was just kind of lounging around. So I think we always have time. Um, extra time yeah i mean you you say something uh interesting there because like i do I, i'm not gonna say i'm 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 fluid but i'm a little bit strict but the mm-hmm. thing is because i'm so strict with my time and i'm not that extreme right but if because i'm strict with my time i have a lot of freedom to do so for instance i have yeah. like two three or three hours of free time 
because I'm strict with my time, because I go to bed on a certain time, because I do my things in the morning, because, you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. discipline, but it creates a lot of freedom. And that's what most people or some people don't get about it. I know, because it's kind of confusing. Like you think that if you're on a strict schedule, it's not freedom, but it does create more freedom. And I'm trying to get better with it for that reason. Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> but yeah. you get there. Yeah. And so like, is there anything... Um, you want to do over the next couple years, like any thing that you have to do before, like, um, yeah, the thing that I've probably, I mean, it's something I, I wouldn't have thought like two years ago, but now I realize I really have to go back to where I was born. I was uh, born in uh, South India. I, I, I really think to see what, what's going on there. Um, is there some part of me left there? Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the usual questions. Um, yeah, so that's something I have to do in the next couple of years. But uh, I, I don't limit myself in time and, and space. So we'll see whenever when, when that's, is go, when, whenever the universe decides that's the time. To right. And is it one of those things where you feel like if you, like if you were 85 and you hadn't done it, would you regret it? No, no. no. No, because you can always do it. Even if you're 85, you can do it. So that's that's what we're always True. talking about, right? It's, yeah. It's always so. But I, I'd rather do it now before I'm like I'm almost turning 40. I mean, like I want to figure out what, what who I'm who I am, and I think that's still a part that uh, needs to be explored. Yeah, a bit more. that's true. And so we had, that's pretty much Christine's piece that she's just going to pursue, pursue dancing. That's something that she's really wanted to do. And we also had a second piece today by Tom Blair. What did you think about his piece? Yeah, I, I loved it. I, I really liked it because, um, I mean, the, if you read it, and I, I, I by now read it a couple of times, you really feel the excitement of the, of the, of the moment. And he really describes how it is because I've, I've done some performances it was not metal it was not that but it was totally something totally different but uh, I, I also feel like the same you know anxiety anxiety before the performance then in the performance you're totally in the moment and time doesn't exist and afterwards you're like totally totally right and, yeah. yeah and just to bring some context uh tom's piece is about being he's in a band so he has a couple of songs out on itunes and whatnot and this song is about a performance that he had at one point in time so yeah i really liked it as well um so have you ever you've made performances before you wrote something about one time performing in church or was that like you didn't mean to have an audience you were just practicing yeah um I, that's the thing about it i practiced every week so Technically, I, uh, I had a performance every week, but I never had any anybody who listens. But one time I had a, a listener. But, uh, I was more talking about my exams. Like uh, my exams were, were really, well, the same stressful uh, mm -hmm. moments. And uh, yeah, I can totally relate yeah. to it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's something in, interesting. And you know, I think it's interesting, like musicians and just like creatives in general, they, I always feel like they have it kind of hard because it's really hard to get well-known and to make a name for yourself and then to make money from it. So I always find it kind of impressive when people in that category still pursue their dreams because they love it so much. They have to. Yeah. But you know, by now that I, I think about money a little bit different. So, I mean, they do it because they like it. And then the money is probably something that's a byproduct of that. And for some people, they, there's almost no money in it. They would, 
make 10x more if they just went do it, did a right. normal job. But it's probably the passion that that helps them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because so, you always hear like uh, the starving artist, like someone who's just like they don't even they maybe work like waitressing or or a waiter, but they're still willing to struggle just to pursue like whatever their passion is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if 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 medium was my only gig, I would be starving <laughs> too. Yeah, that's for sure, right? <laughs> for me as well. Yeah. That's yeah. So what other passions do you have? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm passionate by, by almost anything. Any, anything can, can stir my imagination or my passion. So of course, classical music, I want to learn another instrument. I like performing. So the stand-up comedy thing is something I'm going to, to check out and do. Um, film creating everything that, that is creating. And I also respect mastery in whatever right. form it is. Could be like calligraphy, uh, mime, whatever. If I see a master performing, uh, that all always gets yeah. me going. So that's pretty unique. So like talk about stand-up comedy. Like what makes you, what draws you to that? Yeah, it's because um, like um, they say that that is the ultimate form of, of, of creating and being in the moment and it's, it's difficult it's very difficult because uh, I've, I've, I've watched a documentary about Jerry Seinfeld uh, when he got back so he was already a successful um, comedian he had already has, had his series he was already a billionaire and he decided to get on the road again and he started with new, ma new material and he says it's himself he just got on stage and he got like one minute that people were like, oh my God, that's Jerry Seinfeld. But then they were already going to their normal level and just waiting for you to be funny. And you could be the president, you could be the, could be yeah. whoever, but uh, you don't get any credit. You still have to make good jokes. And uh, if you, you know what I mean? You get maybe one minute of, of like time that you get get to, to, to bring it. And if you don't bring it, you're out. So I, I really love that. I really love that. Pretty intense that too, right. Cause you're just standing up there and then they may not laugh or, you know, it would be kind of like, well, I don't know. It's kind of embarrassing at times. Yeah. I mean, like the writing is, is something like yeah. sometimes like that too. I mean, for me, it's not, for me, it's not that anymore because I'm really attached from my writing by now. And uh, I put out so many pieces that I don't, I can't care about the response. But sometimes it happens that I put out something that's very personal, and then I'm like nervous. What are people going to say? I mean, it happens yeah. once in a while. But like stand-up is like, yeah, that's ten times as worse or a hundred times as worse because it happens in the moment. And if they don't laugh, you can't really you can't really say, well, it was a good set. They didn't laugh. Yeah, that's not yeah. how it works, right? You bump, you bump. Because you're definitely winging it. And with writing, like, even sometimes I'll write something and then, like, I'll have, like, a little line. Like, I don't know about this line. I'll just, like, take it out. You can't do that when you're being a stand-up comic. Like, whatever you said. Out there. Yeah, but, I mean, first of all, I don't know anything about it. So, just like with my writing and my podcasting, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. But I have the impression that you, that, you, that you just can't, that you can't wing it. It's, it's except, um, especially the, the opposite totally the opposite of winging it it's like like if you see louis ck his, his jokes are like performed up to the millimeter it's always the same lines it's like perfectly structured body language so i think it's people think it's spontaneous but i think it's just really 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 well well some people do it spontaneously like some people are actually like 
what do they call that? When they do it on the fly. Some people do it on the fly and some people already have it rehearsed it. And they just like are really, yeah, good at yeah. the rehearsal. I've seen Bill Burr that do that once in uh, Philadelphia, I think. He just got up and just started talking about yeah. Philadelphia. So, yeah, the, the, the best ones can do it. But, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, honestly, uh, in the first six months, I'm going to be glad to have, like, five minutes of material and, and you know, have some Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Did you have any other thoughts on these two pieces for today? Um, yeah, the, it's always the same thing, right? Just start now and... Uh, don't stop believing, I would say, right? Those two things. Yeah, to go after whatever it is that you want in life because it's too short to waste time and think that you can't do things. Yeah, I mean, if life taught me anything in the last couple of years, it's like um, you can choose to be happy, you can choose to be unhappy, but life will pass anyway. So better right. to choose to be happy and do yeah, the things you absolutely. like. absolutely. Well, that's good. Well, guys, we thank you for listening today. That's pretty much a wrap for this episode. If you guys enjoyed listening to this episode of On The Rise, please give us some claps on Anchor and follow us. And we will see you guys on tomorrow's episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.